Welcome to the Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Hi there, I'm Blake Lindsay. I want to personally thank you for joining us and for taking somebody with you today to the Ziegler Inspire podcast. I'm glad you're here. Today, Zig recounts a conversation he had with another salesperson about how much he really, I mean really believed in what he was selling and how it was having a negative impact on his sales skills. The question for you is, how much do you really, I mean really believe in what you're selling? Let's listen to Zig as he tells the story. Uh, Years ago, when I was uh, in the cookware business, I spent 15 years selling heavy-duty waterless cookware. I never will forget one occasion in Columbia, South Carolina, I was the number one salesperson in America working for the Salad Master Corporation out of Dallas, Texas, and my friend Bill was struggling. Now, we sold the same product. We were in different organizations, but we were friends, and we'd frequently get together just to chat. I was over at his house, and uh, I was really all excited, and he was singing the blues. I mean, things were tough. And as uh, I got to talking to him, I said, well, Bill, I know what your problem is. He said, what's my problem, man? Tell me quick. I said, you're trying to sell something you don't believe in. Well, he about exploded. He said, what do you mean I don't believe in it? We got the greatest set of cookware on the American market. I said, I know that, Bill, but it's obvious you don't know it. He said, what do you mean I don't believe in it? I left a company I'd been with for four years. Uh, I was a manager there. I came aboard here as a salesperson. I believe in this product, but you, you know what my situation has been. I wrecked my car, and for about a month there, I had to depend on the bus and cabs in order to go make calls, and you can't operate like that. And then he said, you know, my wife has been in the hospital. She was there for 10 days. We didn't have any insurance. The bill was horrendous. Now it looks like we're going to have to put the boys in the hospital and get their tonsils out, and I still don't have any insurance. He said, Z, but I'm going to get the set of cookware. I said, Bill, how long have you been with us? He said, well, five years. I said, what was your excuse last year and the year before and the year before and the year before that? I said, Bill, let me tell you the thought process that takes place when you're in the closing situation. The prospect says to you, Bill, I'd love to buy the set of cookware. It is really neat. But, but you see, I can't. I, I wrecked my car a month ago. And man, you can't sell and operate unless you've got transportation. They're busting the taxes. That just won't get it. My wife's been in the hospital for 10 days. I don't have any insurance. And man, that just stripped us bare. Now it looks like we're going to have to put the boys in the hospital and get their tonsils out. I said, now, Bill, me and you both know nobody's going to come up with exactly the same excuses that you come up with. But when they give you any excuse at all, you're sitting there saying to yourself quietly, now think positive, Bill, think positive. But deep down what you're thinking is, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. That's the reason I don't have a set of this stuff myself. Bill, let me tell you something. You need to buy a set of cookware from yourself today before you go out on your call. He said, do you really think it'll make a difference? I said, no, I don't think it'll make a difference. I know it will make a difference. Write your order, send it in, do it before you go out to make your first call. I persuaded him to do that. I said, Bill, if you do, you will sell enough extra cookware this week to pay for your own set of cookware. 
Later, he told me he earned more than enough to pay for his own set of cookware and acknowledged as he went on in his career that the best investment he ever made was the investment in his own product. Owners are closers. Owners sell is the point I'm getting across. When you believe in what you're selling enough that you will sell it to your mother or your daughter or your son or your dad, when you believe it enough that you're using it, now don't misunderstand, I don't think if you sell 747s, you got to buy a 747. <laughs> you know, if you're selling Fords and driving a Chevrolet, there's something that's a little inconsistent about what you're talking about. Selling, as Brian said, is a transference of feeling. Well, what I'm really getting at is his character is the base on which you're believing. You see, the heart of the sale really does start with the honest factor. And that is what character is all about. I want to tell you folks that values determine behavior. Behavior determines reputation. Reputation determines advantages. It is so important. I will also tell you that roughly 100% of this audience is absolutely convinced that my overhead is completely out of focus. How many of you would agree with that, that you think you really do? I figured you did, all right. Well, let me tell you some good news. Actually, it is not completely out of focus. See, a lot of people think their lives are completely out of focus. Their lives are all fouled up. They're not all fouled up. They are just a little bit out of focus. Now, as salespeople, first of all, we need to focus on getting prospects. Then we need to focus on getting appointments. Then we need to focus on making the presentation. Then we need to focus on getting them to take a positive action. I can't tell you the number of times I've been on sales call with a new salesperson and uh, they'll be talking and talking and talking and talking and talking and talking and never ask for the order. I have on occasion where the prospect would say, now you're not trying to sell me something, are you? Oh, no, 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 no. Well, what are you, a professional visitor? I mean, as I understand it, the purpose of the call is to make the sale. That's why honesty and integrity is so important. The belief in your product will come out and the depth of your sincerity is infinitely more persuasive than the height of your knowledge and all of these other things. We are in the people business, as Brian kept talking about. This is where honesty comes in. You see, when you talk about integrity, and there are some people who say, well, you know, everything is relative. Well, so far I've never met uh, the owner of a business who said he or she would hire uh, an accountant or a treasurer who was only relatively honest. Uh, it just doesn't happen. Uh, I know when I go out of town and come back, my wife has never yet asked me if I had been relatively faithful while I was gone. Uh, there are some things that are right. There are some things that are wrong. And if you have that conviction and play it straight, you see, with integrity, you do the right thing. Since you do the right thing, there's no guilt involved. With integrity, you have nothing to fear because you have nothing to hide. You can talk to your customers that you sold yesterday. You can talk to them tomorrow, next week, next year, because you know in your heart that they made the best deal. And that's where the integrity comes in. With integrity, think about it now. With integrity, nothing to fear because you have nothing to hide, no guilt. Take fear and guilt off of your shoulders. Get those two burdens off and you will sell far more and you will sell it more freely. Let me also point out, this has been validated, the Forum Corporation out of Boston, Massachusetts, did a study on 341 salespeople. 173 of them uh, uh, were really super successful, and the other 168 were also good. 
they analyze what makes the difference between the super successful and those who are good. And what they discovered was two major factors. Number one, those who had absolute integrity. And kind of as an aside, one of the reasons the ladies are taking an ever-increasing portion of the business in the world of selling uh, compared to their numbers is because when they make promises, I'll get the report back to you by Thursday, or I'll send you the clipping by Tuesday, or I'll make the service call on Wednesday, they are more likely to follow through. Now, this doesn't mean all sales ladies do everything right and all salesmen do everything wrong. That's not what I'm saying. But when you weigh it in the scales, these little things are what make the difference and make are missing the sale. Your word does become your bond. It is your bond. And like my mama used to say to me, if your word is no good, eventually you're no good either. Our words do determine so many things. Now, let me simply say this. These salespeople that they analyzed, those with complete integrity, number one, their word was their bond, but number two, they clearly understood the sale was not complete until the order had been signed, the merchandise, goods, or services had been delivered, and the customer was happy with the transaction. These are the ones that can go back and sell again. These are the ones who will send you to their friends and relatives in order to buy. These are the ones who give you the recommendations. Otherwise, you are always got to be prospecting, and that's okay, but it's so much easier if you don't have to do that, if you can spend your time in the sales process primarily. Everybody's got to always be prospecting, but you've got enough help there, it certainly makes a difference. They understood, therefore, that they needed help if they were going to complete the sale. And so for that reason, when they called into the home office, they were just as nice to the switchboard operator as they were the president of the company. They were just as kind to the shipping clerk, the collection portion of the company, and anybody there as they were to the executives there. Because they realized, and we're all of this way, aren't we going to be more cooperative with those people whom we genuinely like and trust? You put those things together, and that's the reason they were selling so much more. That gives us something to ponder about this week, doesn't it? You can see how crucial it can be for you to have complete integrity in your business life as well as your personal life. If you are feeling that you haven't had as much integrity in your sales presentations as you are now comfortable with, that is okay. Today you can start a brand new day with an all new attitude. You may want to listen to this podcast every day for the next week as you head off to work or in your community to keep the ideas Zig has shared fresh in your mind. Until next week, I'm Blake Lindsay, encouraging you to live your life to the fullest. Ziggler. 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 Inspiring true performance.